everybody, and welcome to the Valle Bajo podcast. Uh, we come to you on a special day. It is Sunday. Uh, we're, we are coming to you this week uh, many of times because early elections are on Tuesday. We want to make sure we get all the information we can out before we start early voting. Special day tomorrow, we have Tony Gonzalez, Texas 23, coming in tomorrow, and we'll release that a little bit later. Uh, he will be at uh, our podcast to answer some questions. And then Gina Ortiz, I reached out to Gina Ortiz as well to give her the same benefit. And she is, we are in talks right now to see when she's coming back and talking to us here. So a lot of things special coming up for you guys. Uh, of course, with me is Pablo Barrera. How are you doing, Pablo? Good on yourself, Alex. Good, good. Thank you, sir. So let's get to it. Me and Pablo had a long talk yesterday, and we had a long talk, but it's been a long time coming. He did converse with Mr. Montelongo, sorry, Sergeant Montelongo. <laughs> he spoke to Sergeant Montelongo a while back, and we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. And, and, and I'll tell you this much, Pablo's perplexed about things he said. So we finally sat down last night, late night, and we ironed out all everything he said, everything he could remember, and and here we are. So today we're going to talk about Mr. Montenegro, Montenegro, Montelongo, and see what's going on. So Pablo, how are you doing? First of all, good, good. Um, just honestly, on? just kind of disappointed. I've been from veteran to another veteran. I guess I'm disappointed with with his actions or lack of, depending, I guess, on how you see it or what what side you stand on. But I, I do, you know, he, he, we talked and he did say he had 28 years of service. Um, and I know we've discussed things about Mr. Montelongo in the past. Right. Uh, 28 years of service. Let me give you a little bit of history, a little bit of background. Uh, 28 years of service, he was only a sergeant. And I asked him, I go, okay, so are you a staff NCO? Because he's like, oh, I'm an NCO. So I'm like, are you just an NCO or staff NCO? What? So. You gotta explain that to me, Doc, because I have no idea what that is. So, I'm, I'm getting there, Alex. I'm getting Okay. There. So, an NCO is a non-commissioned officer, pretty much, uh, with like in the Marine Corps, pretty much it's an E4 and an E5. Okay. And then a staff is E6, E7, E8, E9. 28 years of service. I only did six years, or seven years, actually. And I was already an E5. In the Marine Corps. Okay. So 28 years. How did he not promote to an E9? And you know, do you remember we had that conversation about he had a criminal history? Right. Okay. Well, remember that that was um, he was messing with government documentations. Right. Okay. And I've known guys in, in my branch, and I'll give you this one story. So this guy, he was never, he was only allowed to promote, he did this as an E5. They allowed him to finally promote up to an E6. But after that, he was never able to promote anymore. Okay. Because he stole a pair of shoes. He stole oh, a wow. pair of shoes. He stole a pair of shoes. Yes. Wow. Okay. So maybe it changes from branch to branch the way they, they discipline their... 
soldiers, sailors, marines, whatever, you know? Right. So, remember, we're talking about him. He was messing with federal documents. Government, no, yeah, federal documents. Yeah, government documents. So why is he messing with government documents is my question. Oh, obviously, they obviously did not allow him to promote because of that charge. Yes, it might have gone expunged, what have you. But nonetheless, I'm pretty sure, I'm confident, being that I have that background, it's safe to say that that's probably why they didn't allow him to promote because of, of that charge. They they obviously no longer trusted him to lead his soldiers. Now, yeah. um, for anybody that doesn't know, Pablo is a veteran and is an ex-federal officer. So those are things that are in his wheelhouse and 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 we we go to him if we need any of the clear clarification. Pablo, um, doing the math here, if Mr. Montelongo is 53 years old, he served for 28 years. He went into the army at 27. Okay, and and this is just me. My question: Isn't 27 a little late to get into the service? Uh, not in the army, actually. No, and actually, that's the cutoff age for the Marine Corps. But if he's 53 and he did 28 years, that's 20. 27. I think. No, he's you got the that's five 20. It should be 24 or 25. No, I'm, you're right. I did the math wrong. Six. It's 25. He was 25 then. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yes, he was 25 years old. Okay, so 25 year olds. So he still was okay to get into the service at 25 because you think when I think people get into the service, they get out of high school, they go straight to the service, you know, because I know a lot of friends of mine who were in the service got in late because they got in trouble. That's usually the case. Yeah. So, you know, of course, this is, this is not, this is just, we're doing the math here. We want to know what's happened between 18 and 25, seven years, a lot of things can happen. So those Actually, are you know what? Let me let me let me clear that up. Because he said that he's already been retired for five years. Okay. So uh, he got in at 20. Okay, he got in at 20? Yes, because he did okay. say that he's he's been out for he's been retired for five years. Okay, so that makes more sense. Very good. So 20 year old getting into the army, you know, 18 to 20. So I mean that happens, that's good. Now you were talking a lot about him, the way he talked to council about council people, that that they they don't know their district, they don't know where the potholes are, they don't know where the pay streaks need to be, and they all have full time jobs and they earn a paycheck. Now, Pablo, that that's a little bit uh, where I'll tell you how I came about our conversation yesterday. I felt ashamed because. I'm not a veteran and that that's not good because you shouldn't shame people for not being veterans because I don't shame anybody for not being a teacher. Correct. No, I, agree. I, don't shame, I don't shame anybody for trying to be an entrepreneur. I don't shame anybody for being a restaurant worker. I don't shame anybody for being a professor at colleges. We don't shame people for being them, being them. But that's what me and you talked about yesterday. I felt ashamed because he made it seem like everybody on council has a full-time job. And how dare you have a full-time job? How dare you uh, only come to city council twice a month? How dare you? 
and you know what that's 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 pretty sad for him to say and maybe his thought process is that you should be retired but why do you have to be re- and I'm, I'm even kind of giving him let's say i'm giving him the benefit of doubt but why right. why do you have to be retired you don't have to be retired to me the way i see it is if they're obviously in council and they have a full-time job that's obviously telling me that they have a passion for the community that they want to change things they want to do things the majority of them because there's always yes history has told us in support politics that you know there's been a lot of corruption in the past but nonetheless at least the majority of what's on on council or the last i would say maybe let's say decade or so more or less eight years they've done either a good job a decent job depending who's in there who we're talking about but that shows me that they have passion they care about their community so his his comment to me is invalid and it's an inaccurate right and, and you know what it makes me feel like whoa i'm sorry i didn't go uh, i didn't i didn't do what you did i'm not you i mean you you're pablo and i was and, and i thank you for everything you did for us and you sacrificed a lot as a veteran as in a federal agent because things happen and and it is what it is You know, yeah, and, and I'll tell you, me as a veteran, there's no, and I'm telling you this, you don't need to feel ashamed. There's no need for you to feel ashamed because you did, you, you did Alex and you became an educator and that's what you have. And that's what you have a passion for. And you do a good job educating kids and, and that's great. And you go do you and be you and help the kids out. Because at the end of the day, our kids are what's important. Thank you, Paulo. I appreciate that. And, and, and that's a great thing. And I hope that. If you ever talk to anybody who tells you because you're somebody, don't, it doesn't matter. Just because you don't give your, you don't give your every single second to the city or you don't give your every single second to whatever they, they, their platform, it doesn't matter. You don't love your city. And we'll get that to more because there's a lot of, a lot of things that are happening. You know, he's a crime watch coordinator for District 4, but he does the whole city of Socorro. You know what? That's great. Great for you. He wants to be on every commission, and we saw that from a meeting as well. You know what? Some of us have kids. Some of us have soccer. Some of us have ballet. Not right now, but soon we will again. And right now, the coronavirus, I'm sorry, I'm not going out. So if you're still doing that, good for you, okay? And he's done a bunch of stuff, um, and, and he talked about how cancel, and he used an explicitive word where it's A-S-H-I-T, where they haven't done anything for the city. But I can I argue when we have development, when we have North Loop, when we have old Waco tanks, and that comes up as, as well in this conversation. And you know, and and another thing that that's that caught my eye when we were talking about this was the city council does nothing but raise your taxes. You and I know that is false. That is district. a false argument. Correct. You're right. And it's the school district that, that when you look at your actual tax statement and you actually look where the monies are going to look at it, it's the majority of it is to, to the school district. The, the the city does tax you, but we haven't raised taxes in a while. So he also talked about building housing. Why is it bad to build housing? That just adds more taxes, more revenue, tax revenue 
to your city. The houses are coming up on Owego, the new the, where you live on, on over here on this side of town, closer to North Loop. Those are things that are good. Maybe we're not we're bringing and we're bringing bigger homes that cost a little bit more. Why would somebody like Mr. Delongo not want uh, construction here? And you know what? It, it's, it goes back to remember that conversation we had with Mr. Rodriguez. You know, when I asked him about development and stuff, and he pretty much he stated why we needed more homes, but we needed um, the right homes one. that were of higher value. Why? Because he wants to bring in let's say a Starbucks, a, you know, right. a Taco Cabana or, you know, bigger, he even said a movie theater. The only way they're going to come over here is if we have the, if the city shows that they have the income, if people are going to, if they have the money to go and spend it. If it's right. a low income, right. why would they go and put an establishment when they're not going to, people aren't going to, they don't have the means to go and get and, and purchase that type of service. So does it, Mr. Montelongo want to take us backwards? That's what, that's what it exactly sounds to me. He wants to take us backwards. He want, doesn't want Tokoro to move forward. And and we, like I told you before, he had a conversation with Pablo. We invited him on. We invited everybody. And those are the things that he should be here to defend himself. And that's what we want for people to do. If we're saying something wrong, please let us know. Please contact us. Please email us. Please whatever you can get a hold of. And we'll, we'll, we'll fix the record, but you got to come in here and defend this. And and you know what? And, and the one thing that sticks out of the conversation that me and you had is that he said everybody's corrupt. Um, he did bring up uh, Miss Colombia Lobos because she's a real estate agent. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's a real estate agent. That is a profession. That's what she chose to do. And back to what we're, we said earlier, do not, do not, uh, feel bad for what you've done, for what Miss Colon has done for herself. That's what she chose. I chose education. My wife chose education, and and our kids will choose another profession as well. Maybe they won't go to the service. And we're sorry we didn't do what you did, Mr. Montelongo. But please don't shame us for choosing something else. And 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 the, and the, yes, sorry. You, you know what I want to elaborate on that? If I'm not mistaken. Mr. Montelongo is not married nor has had kids, correct? I don't know. I and wish I, I knew. I, and I, when I was, there's, again, some of my old techniques that I've tried using, I have yet to come across a marriage certificate or he's never mentioned the conversation that I was having with him because remember, I also, he, invite, he did invite me a couple of times to the veterans organization, but I felt, and we'll elaborate a little bit more, and I felt shunned from that group. But he never mentioned one one time about wife or kids too, right. so yeah. I don't think he comprehends or understands what it's like to have a wife and kids, if that is true. And 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 that's true because, you know, like we said earlier, we do have soccer, we do have uh, doctor's appointments, we do have things that kids want to do, we do have the movies that kids want to go to, we do have ballet recitals, we do have that. Everybody has it. And if you don't have it, then you should learn about it and ask somebody about it. Because there's a lot of things in this conversation that are very disturbing and and very, uh, get on my last nerve about somebody trying to tell us how they're gonna run Socorro is the military way 
or the way that they do it because not everybody, not every socorro will go that way. We'll get there. You know, you, because, said some, you said something very good and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I ahead, want, no. I, I want to chime in when you say, say something correct is he wants to run it the military style and you're not, you haven't even been in the military and yet you're already getting that feeling. I, that high, I have, that was, that was the impression. I was like, this guy wants to run it like the military life. And you know, our viewers are listening on to as we continue this conversation, pay attention to what we're saying because there's things that he says that that's his approach and that's how he wants to approach it. And that is me being somebody who was in the military. There's no way it's good. The military experience is good. It's great. There's certain ways to do it, to bring into the civilian world, but there's a way to do it. You can't run it as a military though. So he needs to understand where that fine line is. The military has good things, but you can't run it like that. It just does not function. There's a reason it's called military life and civilian life. There's two yes. different branches. So he also says he doesn't want to run for office and still doesn't, but he's running. And okay, so he's run, he doesn't want to run for office, but he's still doing it. And I'm sorry, running for office takes money. Why are you spending money to do something you don't want? He it's, says he's, exactly. yeah, he's tired of the same stuff. He says there's meth. There's meth everywhere in Socorro. There's meth well, everywhere. And, and, and then there's there's convoys that he has seen them. Convoys. Convoys. Coming over here. And I'm like, you gotta be insane. Like this is you're, you're what you're saying is ridiculous. There's no way that they're convoys because they would have I would have hoped then you're telling me that the customs agents are that stupid that they're not they don't realize what's going underneath their face. Like, no. So first of all, Border Patrol can't stop a convoy. Our ICE can't stop a convoy, but Mr. Brintolongo can't stop a convoy. And he's reported it. And going back, and we'll get there right now. So uh, he says that all the council people, most of them take a check. Now, when you do get into council, there is a paycheck. And, and those are things that it comes with the job. Um, If you're in city council in El Paso, you get a check. Um, he wants, he's going to donate it back to the veterans. And that's great because that's your, that is your livelihood. That seems to be the one thing, Mr. Montalongo, that you breathe and die for is your veterans. And that is great. As I myself breathe to have a podcast. I breathe to have a family. I breathe to make sure my child gets fed and I breathe to teach children. That is great for you. Please don't insult our council members that take a paycheck and you're going to donate it. That is great as well. Go ahead, but please don't insult our council members that do take the paycheck that you don't know what they do with it. And it's not our business as well, but you seem to be very, interested I'm, in that I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna elaborate a little bit on on something you just said when he called uh what's what's his name mr Perez. yes victor Perez. and he's a principal and he claimed he made the claim that oh this these are his words and um, you might be surprised like wait a minute out of our, our conversation you were able to remember this yes because it is that far-fetched the stuff he says that it, it i was like stunned by what he said So he says that, you know why Mr. Perez doesn't take it? Because if he takes the money, 
you know, he's going to have to pay higher taxes. And he makes 90, he makes a lot of money. He makes $90,000 a year as a principal. And I asked him, so how do you know that? Uh, uh, because I just know. Oh, okay. Because you just know out of thin air, you, you can make that assumption. But where, where do you have the background? Where do you have the knowledge well, to make no. that claim? And I've told you this, Bishoa, and I don't hide it. I believe Mr. Victor Perez brings balance to council, always has and always will. He will yes. never, you'll never know the way he votes as long as it's just and worthy for that person. Okay? That's the one thing you gotta know about Victor Perez. I know Mr. Perez. He is not a principal. So right there, sir, you are lying. You should not know anybody's income because that is private information. And here we go back to your record, tampering with evidence, federal evidence. You do not know Mr. Victor Perez. You might see, talk to him because you claim to know senators. You claim to know congressmen people. You claim to know all these people and everything about them. No, sir, Mr. Perez is not a principal. And if I was Mr. Perez and I heard this, I would have an investigation on you because you should not be tampering with anybody's record and not know anybody's income. Mr. Perez is a just man and does donate his income from city council, sir. Yeah, you, you see it now, just, I, don't, I mean, the, that was his charge, tampering with government records, tampering with government records. It makes you think, it makes you think. It so has he said, to. And then he, he says here, He's not here for the money. He's retired. He wanted, he's going to give out his checks. He served their, um, so now if our city council should give his checks back, shouldn't he give his checks back from the military? Cause that's over. You know, he's saying city council should not get checks or city council should not be paid, which happens, but I, what, what happens when you're retired? What happens when, when you do your service? <laughs> you know, it makes me feel kind of like, well, maybe you shouldn't get paid. You're not working. You're just getting a paycheck. But we all deserve it. We all get there and we want to retire. And that's great that you're retired. Those are things that are very particular about this man. You know, you, go ahead. You, and you know, if, if so let's, let's take it back. You know, over a hundred years ago, right? And maybe you might, since you're the educator, you might have a little bit of better background in the history. But I know back in the day, uh, soldiers were still paid right. when right. they had the Civil War and all that stuff. Right. Well, if I'm not mistaken, our national leaders at the time did not get paid. It was a public service that they provided. Right. You know, so I'm like, okay. I could see that, but if they started doing it at the national level, because the national level needs to set the example, yes, but it, that yeah. ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. So get that out of your mind, Mr. Montelongo, until it does happen, then I can be like, okay, well then we, then we need to start talking about at the local level. But until that happened, there's no need to bring it up. It's, it's irrelevant. Right. And you know what, um, Pablo, he talked about loyalty, selfless service and family values. Well, you know, family values, loyalty, and that's fine, you're loyal to Zocorro, but you know, what else do you have loyalty to? To the veterans, what else do you have loyalty to? Me and Pablo have families. Me, a bunch of our council people have families. 
Um, they have kids, people running. Some people don't have kids. So it, they don't know. First of all, when you have a kid, you'll die for them. That's yep. first and foremost. And let you, let, I'll teach you that. Because I've never felt love like I have when, when my daughter was born. And I bet you as well, Pablo, but loyalty, self-service, and family values. Now, my loyalty is to who? Who are you loyal to? to? Because, you know, we'll get back to that, but um, we'll get back to loyalty, and I hope we can remember that. And he's tired of the corruption. What corruption is he talking about, Pablo? He's tired of corruption. This comes up a lot. Uh, his opponent, Mr. Rodriguez, comes up a lot. Uh, in our conversation that you had with him and our conversation that we had after is corruption, corruption, corruption. What is he talking about? I think the only thing he's, he, I think this is me with the conversation that I had with him. This is how he's trying to pull things out of thin air that he can't reach for things that aren't there. And he's trying to talk about, he insinuated. So there's a fact to what he says when he says that somebody in, in uh, city council had uh, some charges. Right. Okay, and Mr. Rodriguez did come out and he, we spoke with them and he, he acknowledged that that was an error and he believes in people giving second chances and, and what have you. And he was given a second chance, just like obviously you or Mr. Montelongo given a second chance to still stay in the military. I'm surprised they didn't kick you out and give you a dishonorable discharge or at least other than honorable. Um, but yeah. What else is, and then he made the accusation too, to top it off, that Mr. Dries was a part of that that issue when Mr. Monte, uh, when Mr. Rodriguez got in trouble. But if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Rodriguez got in trouble when he was what, in his 18, 19, something like that. He was still young. So, I'm sorry. How old was Mr. Dries? Mr. Dries must have been five, six years old, maybe? Exactly. So, because he's he, this is how I'm drawing the conclusion because he said somebody else that's running for mayor with Mr. Rodriguez. So, well, we do know that Mr. Reese is running and Mr. Rodriguez are running together. Right. So that's how you connect the dots. That simple. So this is so so this is somebody running for for at large that says the city's raised taxes, which they haven't. Um, he, somebody has a criminal record, which they don't because they would have been five years old at the time. Um, there's caravans of meth coming in. Okay. So our border patrol is not doing their job because these are caravans. I'm thinking yeah. humongous. There's caravans coming in there's uh, ice agents are doing their job so da is not doing their job da is not doing their job uh our texas rangers aren't doing their job so that's what i'm getting here and then he goes he has evidence and pictures for all this but he never told you what they were he just said i have evidence i have evidence and i have evidence well evidence is right right now we only have evidence of evidence that you were you were arrested for tampering with government records that's evidence we have yep. evidence that you do not know what mr perez does for a living and it quite frankly scares me that you know so much about mr perez that yeah. scares me because let me tell you 
If I were that to find out, I would get a lawyer real quick and put a restraining order on you because somehow you're getting into our business. Sir. Well, I mean, and that's just, I don't know, man. It, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep kind of sticking to the whole law enforcement aspect because he mentioned that he knew the sheriffs and he knew yada 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 and I asked him simple questions simple questions that he you know how we talked about earlier that he has evidence and that he gives it over to DA and local cops to to get these warrants right and I'm like no you don't. And he's like, oh, I give it to the DA. I'm like, so you know the sack personally. And I asked you, yeah, do you yeah. know what the sack? And I know we mentioned it on the uh, one of the podcasts before. Do you know what the sack is before then? So, no. I still so the, I sack, the sack is an abbreviation for special agent in charge. That means he's the one in charge of the DEA office here. And he's like, oh, uh, no. Uh, what they always change it out, you know, very frequently. Uh, no, they don't, because I've actually got to work with DA agents, FBI agents. You know, I so they don't switch because they there needs to be some type of consistency because of all, all the things that are kind of going on, dealing with other agencies, what have you. So no, they don't just switch out of thin air, just like you like to claim. Right. So, I mean, he even stated he went to. This seems far fetched because we would have it would have hit the news. Right. Especially, right. obviously, the way he talks. He claims that he's been taken out of his home several times, I guess by cartel agents or by cartel people, right? Or sicario <laughs> or whatever. They've taken him out of his house and then he has video and this and that. I'm sorry. So if you've been out, pulled out of your house numerous times, you're still going to live in the same home? Um, I'm sorry. You're a veteran. You're a combat veteran. I'm pretty sure there's a good chance you probably have weapons in your house. Why aren't you gonna defend your house? Yet you say you're gonna go, you've been to combat, you defend your soldiers, but you're not gonna defend your own house. Do you get where I'm getting at with this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I, I misinterpreted that story when we talked about it. So you're telling me he's been moved, he's been got, he's he's been removed from his home by cartels. Yeah, or some type of gang, or but that they've taken him out. This is your candidate for at large, ladies and gentlemen, and that's far fetched. So I don't know if he's fibbing, but I would love to have him on the show. We can talk about it all. Now, he is a judge for Lisa Wise. Yes, for the he's election for nine right? years. He volunteers, and I'll tell you the, the whole rundown. He's part of the Census Bureau, and and he and this is one thing that caught me. <laughs> and he's part of the GOP, the Grand Old Party. Now, Pablo, you're an independent voter. I am not. I am part of a Democratic Party. You have. We've talked about our differences. You know, and, and we did, we had a great show with, uh, with Elitza and the Grendel party is right now Trump's party. It's not what it used to be. 
because I have friends who are part of the GOP and they all tell me that, yeah, this is a joke. And that's coming from a, a Republican veteran that says, this guy's a joke. This is not the grand old party that I signed up for. Now, he is part of the GOP. Now, is is he, the GOP right now has a different type of agenda. You know, they're, they're defending Trump. They're doing a lot of things that maybe they shouldn't be doing. Now, and, and that's why I'm, I'm, I guess you could, that's why you say that I'm more independent because I, bless you, that's why I, I jump, because I don't just believe in just sticking to, that's just my belief though. I'm just not going to go to the ballot or I'm just not going to say, hey, you know what, this is strictly Republican. Hey, this is strictly right. Democrat. No, I, 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 there's things that I like on both sides, honestly. And you're, you're a far better person than I am because if we still have down validity, balloting I would hit D and that was it and, and you're you're more than that so I appreciate you for that so you know he talks about it. he's worked for the census bureau you know things like that will have to be checked fact checked on Monday when I call uh he helps out with elections but he is part of the GOP but if he's crazy. a judge if he's a judge for the elections let's just say that because that we're going off of his claim right so if he is a judge, like he's claiming to be, and running for office, is that possible or is that? We'll have to check on that. You know, somebody hopefully is listening and, and clears it up for us. Can you be a judge uh, about what is it? Uh, voting judge, the, no? Uh, yeah, the election committee. That's what he's saying. Election said. committee judge. When when you're voting, you're, you're going, and and I don't know about that. That's. But good for him. He's been doing it for nine years as a volunteer. He doesn't get paid either. So that's hey, but Lisa thing. Weiss hasn't been in that committee for nine years, though, right? No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. She came from Nebraska, I believe. And he said that he got that she he claims that she hired him or she got him in. So well, if she hasn't even been there for nine years. Why is he claiming nine years? That, that, Just saying. Those are things we have to check out. So we get back to where he does surveillance. He gets surveillance and provides it with the right people. Did not mention Socorro Police. Did not mention DEA. The right people. And he gets warrants. He knows drug bosses. So, Pablo, what in the world? What in the world is that about? Well, when I asked him, I'm like, so, and I asked him, Michael, so you have the authority to arrest. So I'm gonna give some people a little bit of background. When you go into, and I can only speak on the federal side, but it's very similar to your state uh, peace officer, right? Right. So as you go through the process, you you learn, you you read the books, they you finally get certified. Your word becomes very sensitive in the in the sense that what you say the court is going to hold it to value. And there's a there's a thing there that... Um, I'm trying to remember the exact word, but pretty much if they catch you in a lie and you lie under court, your word is no longer valid. Right. So just kind of keep that in mind. How 
his word as a civilian, I'm not saying that no civilian's word is not of value, but when you use it to go and give intelligence and enough evidence so that a judge can sign off on a warrant, that needs to be a peace officer. That needs to be a federal agent that is licensed, that has a knowledge to know that a a crime, crime, a crime or crimes are being committed or about to be committed. He doesn't have the knowledge to, as far as that I know, unless he went to school and then used his peace officer license, but as far as I know, he doesn't have the knowledge to interpret those laws. Right. So, so, it, so what do we have here? False. It's completely false. What he's saying is completely false. Now, with that, we were conversing about he said something that kind of kind of got me off was this, I don't want to cross that line. I have a gun, which most veterans do, which they do. Um, they don't want to cross that line. My job in Iraq is over. Desert Storm is over. Yes, I remember um, saying that. Now, you, you went to Desert Storm or Iraq, Afghanistan? Uh, no, so Desert Storm was 91, and then oh. Iraq was... Uh, 03 and Afghanistan was 01 so but when my deployments Iraq was 05 Afghanistan was 09 so I'll tell you something you don't know about me my mom's uh longtime boyfriend went was in Desert Storm and wasn't in Iraq for those kind of things and 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 he wasn't he was very quiet man um he actually killed himself you know and they were together for almost 20 years that kind of gets to me because those are things that our veterans suffer with and and so when he says I don't want to cross that line what does that mean to you as a veteran um that's that's a very vague area as he's saying that he's not in the capacity to he's not saying in this direct words but in other forms he's saying that I'm not in the capacity to run. At, I shouldn't be in the capacity to run at large because uh, my mental health is not to is not there. But there's nothing wrong. A lot of people have this stigma. Mental health is oh PTSD. No, it's still manageable. You still do the thing. But though, if you if you're listening to, and this is what I was telling you, as I was listening to it, I'm listening to it not only as just somebody else, but as a veteran and interpreting it. I, I don't feel that he is mentally safe, in my opinion. And I wish that from veteran to veteran that he would get the help if he needs the help, which it sounds like it, he does. But again, I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna paint that on him. But or is he having the interpretation that he's gonna hurt somebody else? But again, this goes back to I think he's just a he's a bogus dude that likes to exacerbate everything, make things bigger than what they really are. Because if that was the case, we take it back to, what did I say when they said, oh, they took him out of his house. He said that they took him out of his house. Well, yeah, you have a gun. You you're said you told me you're a veteran that you have a gun. Why didn't you use it to defend yourself? So, you know, we're not, we're not psychologists. We're not medical doctors. We, this is our own opinion. Pablo did have direct contact with Mr. Mr. Montelongo, and and these are things that are, that that were said. 
that were said and those are things that um you know he said it when he said it and those are things that as as veterans as civilians we see these all different things now moving on you know he he's trying to help the police increase overtime and he said something like eight hours is not enough time for surveillance i don't think the job the primary job of police officers to do surveillance is it for no unless that would be more on the detective side unless they're, they're running some type of operation but their primary focus is not surveillance so i mean who does, who does eight hours of surveillance usually it's going to be a detective or you're on some type of task force okay you're assigned to a task force so he wants overtime for detectives only then what it sounds like That, okay. that was my interpretation of it like okay but again this is what I, I want our listeners to think about is that how he he's making it more than what it is right you know he's not he's generalizing everything and you can't I understand sometimes yes you can generalize everything but there's a time and place for that but he's generalizing everything about everything about everyone and you can't do that you just right. can't do that now he runs a crime watch and he says he has 18 members and 16 cameras why would you need a camera for a crime watch and and only because i'm if i were to run a crime watch i wouldn't need a camera i would need uh a telephone to call police and say something suspicious is happening in our neighborhood and then let the lo local crime watch which is the community we live in and let them know that something's happening. Why would you need cameras for uh, Crime Watch? Oh, okay, so let, let me give you a little bit because I, I looked into the Crime Watch myself for my area. Okay. Um, pretty much that kind and it's it's a voluntary basis. It's, it's voluntary now. So not everybody in the neighborhood has to participate. It is nice when, when and if everybody can because and that means that there's just more eyes. Cameras are a good thing, however, my house i have five cameras myself the reason why i have cameras is to catch anything that does happen so that i have evidence i have a description of a vehicle of, a, of an individual or individuals should something happen right that's kind of why i have i mean does this guy have a mansion that he has he, he needs 16 houses or does he have our 16 cameras or does he have these 16 cameras placed throughout his street you know and, and I, i guess i should have asked him that but why you don't I, it's you already have a neighborhood watch it's voluntary people are gonna see something and yes you're right when you see something and it looks suspicious that's when you call the cops and they are the trained professionals they are the yeah. ones that can interpret that understand that conduct the stop and investigate right you know but he doesn't understand that he he thinks he understands that because maybe he he has friends that are cops and And I've known there's people that are like this. Oh, I talked to this buddy, so they kind of, oh, because this guy told me this, I already know, and I'm an expert. No, it doesn't work that way. He also says there's a lot of people doing things at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m., I, and I hope yourself, is asleep, and he has a lot of footage. He says, I know a lot of people in the sheriff's department, and, and we go back to Congress and senators, and... These notes that, that we were taking down last night from the conversation, you know, he knows a lot of sheriff's department, a lot of Congress people. He has a lot of footage. 
he's up at 3 a.m. You know, those are things that... Um, do we have Walker Texas Ranger in our hands right here? Ah, uh, bro, I don't know, but you know what? If, if but he at least Walker was a Walker That's Chuck was a, Norris. He, what are you talking he's about? A ranger, bro. He's a ranger. He could do anything. You know, of course. You know, and something he said in 1986. So he did bring something up, and I'm not sure if this happened because of him. I was there when Ivy Avalos and. Um, Ivy Avalos and Elia Garcia went to a runoff. And Ivy Avalos won the first time. And in the runoff, we had to go to a runoff because it was 51%. I'm not sure who brought it up. He said he brought it up. He said he called Austin. Yes. Yes, that was his claim. But um, if I remember right, it was city council who asked our city attorney, Jim Martinez, to to and he has an interesting story about Jim Martinez as well. Um, oh, he called him corrupt to to top. Oh yes, our, our city lawyer is corrupt. Uh, and he he, I was in council when this happened, and I know we had to vote on it to go into that because we hadn't done it in so long, and everybody scrambled because hey, we haven't been doing it wrong for so many years. So, you know, if he did that, and that was what 2017. Okay, that yeah. was 2017, and of course, I won by 48, 49 percent. And but one of the last things I talked to Mr. Duran about was that we would have gone to a runoff, and I was like, "You're right, we would have gone to a runoff because I didn't win the 51 percent." So if that happened in 2017, why wasn't it reported in 2016 by Mr. Monte Montelongo? Well, okay, so. Let's take it step by step. Right. So he claimed he this again. These are his claims. These are his words. Nine years, right? That he's been an election on the election committee judge. Nine years would be what? Two thousand ten. Two thousand eleven. Word to twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, two thousand eleven. So, so two thousand eleven. That's when he started on the committee, right? This happened in twenty seventeen, and then we had what twenty sixteen. Right. With the one you're referring to so why didn't he say anything then so now he's picking and choosing when when and how he wants to make the report i guess and when he wants to call austin and and tell him hey this hey that hey okay i like this guy that's in office so maybe he liked you then alex at the time maybe he liked you and that's why he allowed you in hmm. but wait a minute he talks about integrity he talks about all that stuff but yet if that's the case, then he obviously violated his own integrity. He didn't make that report and made sure that that you guys went into a runoff. You know maybe, what I mean? Maybe, maybe I'm one of the spirit people. Well, apparently not, because he didn't want to. He didn't want to come on. Remember? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to come on because of me, because I'm part of that group. Well, it is what it is, man. I can't, I can't make up, I can't make up whatever you think in your head. So he did have a problem, I think, with one of the real estates working in our city hall. Ivy Avalos, I think she's also in real estate. You know, I don't know how that works. And he see he he laid it out for you, and he said something about brokers. Yeah, he that, he. I don't know. He 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 said that pretty, and this is where I was like confused. He said that the real estate agents, meaning Avalos and Villalobos would buy 
land, but he contradicted himself because he says that they would buy the land and sell it to the brokers and then they would do what they would do with it, right? And that they would get, and then that these two ladies would get a kickback from it. But then he also stated that he would tell them or that the Villalobos or Ivy would tell the brokers to go buy the land and then they would get a kickback. So I'm like, wait, which one is it? That they would buy the land and then sell it to the brokers or they would tell the brokers and the brokers would buy the land and they would get a kickback. Right. And, and I, you know, when I asked them, I'm like, well, how do you know? I just know I have proof. But that doesn't mean get me squat just because. Did you ask him to That what? Did you ask him to show you? I, yeah, many times I'm like, do you have do you have proof on all this, right? Well, then show me. He's like, well, you know, when we go on Friday, we'll show it. But that Friday never came. He never jumped on because, you know, what he did state this. He's like, let me get video. So this listen to the words very closely. Let me go get the video and let me go get statements. What does that tell you? He doesn't have it. Exactly. Bam. You Why does right anybody? There. Okay. Now that's now, now that's upsetting. Why do you have to go get video? Why do you have to go get statement? You said you have everything in your hand that you have this, you have that. No, sir. Nobody goes to court and says, "Well, let me go get it for you." That, that's not the way it works. If you're saying there's corruption in Socorro, if you're saying our city council is doing whatever you think they are, and everybody running is against you, you better have evidence right there and then. Not let me go get, let me go be a video, let me go. No, sir, you do not make up your own evidence. And I'm not even a lawyer. This is what it is. You have it with you. You're before you say anything, evidence is with you. So yep. We go back and then further into our conversation, he goes into Vince Perez, which Vince Perez, he calls him a liar. Yep. Uh, he said that the Sheriff's Association and the veterans united to vote against Vince Perez. And that it was because of him why Vince Perez is no longer in office. And he also made the claim, check this out. This is very disturbing. And he claims that our current council members sit there, argue, and bicker. Listen to where I'm going with this. Okay. So they sit there and argue and bicker, and he hates that. But yet, he even had the audacity to still tell me that he grabbed Vince Perez as, when he was a commissioner. He grabbed Vince Perez and said, you have a you're you have a silver spoon, something like somewhere along that line. I, I think I, I told you the correct word. But pretty much a silver spoon meaning that he knows he knows how to talk eloquently. He knows how to pretty much okay. speak to people and kind of brainwash. That's what he made the claim. But he grabbed Vince Perez. He didn't tell me how, but nonetheless, he put his hands on him physically. And that people had to tell him, hey, let him go, let him go. So that he let him go, and he's like, you lied to me. You lied to me. You told me you were going to do this for this lady because this lady almost got ran over and that you were going to put this this uh, bus stop. I guess you know how the, the Sun Metro has these, these little, uh, I guess, pavilions, you would say, where they can sit down protect them from the heat and stuff like that from the elements. And he claimed that that's that Vince Perez have called him personally to tell him, I will get this done for you. And that's why Mr. Montelongo 
went to Vince Perez personally and had that physical encounter and grabbed him. Those were his words. He said, I grabbed him. They told me to let him go. So is that what we're going to have in office if he gets into office? Mm. Is he going to grab the uh, the mayor? Is he going to grab the other council men or even grab the other council women and tell them, hey, you're lying? What is he going to do? Shake the truth out of him? That's, that's scary. Now, did it happen? We have no clue. I would have to, we would have to uh, call Vince Perez up. I don't have his direct line. Uh, this is crazy. How do you grab a county commissioner? Because you can't control yourself because he lied to you. It doesn't even, you, you don't even have proof that, you know, he, he said, you, we were talking about it. He wanted $800 for that. Well, you know, find another way. Our county commissioners, the reason we have old Waco tanks, the reason we have North Loop, the reason we have, we, we help the people at Croker Road is because our county commissioners did their job. Hey, I, I want to elaborate. I think some, some people forget. Were you, I know Mr. Rodriguez was on there when they expanded Horizon, correct? South of North Loop? No, I wasn't in office yet. That was right before. Okay. That's a great point. What do you think, well, who do you think it goes through? Our major arteries, Horizon, North Loop, Old Wake, New Webo, whatever it's called, Waco Tanks. That's, oh my God, that's a horrible name. Who do you think it runs to? It doesn't run through the city. And it goes through many chains of command. And you want something done, and you don't grab anybody. Because if I were Vince Perez, I would have charged you. You don't grab a city official. And if that happened, I doubt that happened because Vince Pettis would have put us charges. I highly doubt that happened. And if it did, he should come back and say, yes, it did happen. I mean... And how do you how do you talk to somebody and don't lie to me? Prove it. Prove it that he said he's going to give you money. This is all here's emails. Email, show me the emails. And we'll get into that email stuff later. So he's talking about running for mayor. There's somebody running for mayor that has a rap sheet. We already talked about that. Uh, he says he has, he, he knows things that maybe he should have known. And the magic word, the magic word we love. <coughs> Anonymously. That's a magic word. Anonymously. Oh, yeah. We should we should have like, every time we say it anonymously, we should like ring a bell or something. Anonymously. <laughs> remember, Daniel Hernandez in the police report said that he got the videotape for our city manager's son arrest anonymously. It was right, it appeared. I want information anonymously. Give me information anonymously. Come on, listeners. Come on, give me information anonymously. We do get a lot of information, but a lot of information on our friends and hey, Eric this or. You know, like right now, everybody's like, what's going on with the COVID? That's crazy. And, and sports shutting down and things like that. It's just everywhere, but that's either near or there. But look, and, and uh, let's get back to the grabbing Vince Pettis before we, we move on to anonymously. Um, Vince Pettis is an NPO. Yeah. Mr. Reese told us yesterday 
that and he's Mr. Rodriguez. He has a vote in NPO. Yep. Where Rene Rodriguez goes right now because the, the Garcia was removed by council because we were losing a lot of projects. Rene Rodriguez was put back by council so we wouldn't lose projects. That's well, what they don't want you to know. Out. Are you gonna send are you gonna send Montelongo to the NPO? No way. Los corren! Los corren! A patadas. They'll take our funds. They'll a take our funds. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 vámonos. Vámonos de aquí, fuera. You're not going to send Mr. Montelongo to the NPO. Hey, but you know what? They might because if he was on office, you know what he's probably going to do? He's probably going to grab all the other commissioners by the throat or, or their shirt or their arm or something and say, give me my money. You can't do that. And that's the thing, guys. And if you're listening to this, government is very difficult. Government has a lot of red tape. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Even to put an agenda item, you have to have a friend that says, hey, I agree with it. And let me tell you, uh, Mr. Rodriguez was was somebody I could go to for anything. But there was stuff he said no to me to, to put agenda items up. We don't work with that. We don't, and I was like, whatever, bro. And you find those alliances. You know, because uh, after after the shabacko of, of what happened to Gloria Rodriguez, uh, and we got a lot of uh, pushback on that, uh, uh, Ivon Colombia Lobos was no longer my support, and Ms. Reyes was no longer my support, and of course we got rid of the mayor, so she wasn't there, and it was Rene, and who else was it? Mr. And then Mr. Perez, but Mr. Perez was very private, so I, I had a lot of respect for him, but you need to have... Some people that help you. And let me tell you, Mr. Rene Rodriguez did not support everything I brought to council. Okay? So let's get that through. I wanted to bring a lot more things to council. And he said no to a quarter of things. You have to have somebody that's going to help you because you need two, two people's signature to get something on council. So back to anonymously, he got he's getting a lot of information anonymously, but he does a lot of surveillance. So, you know, he says, flyers in my truck. You know, where do those flyers come from? You know, I don't care if I win or lose. He wants to run a positive campaign. I haven't seen anything negative, but whatever. That was one thing. <coughs> I, I didn't understand that because he kept saying, I don't want to run a negative campaign. You know, I don't yeah. say anything bad. Wait a minute, but what are you doing? That's exactly what you're doing. You're saying you have so much evidence, but where is the proof? Where's the proof in the pudding? You don't. You don't. You don't have it because you don't. You're making it up, just like we said earlier. You know, if you say I don't care if you win or lose, I would care because obviously I care about my city. If I was running, I'd care. I'd give two cents that I lost because I care about my city. So then if you don't care, then don't run. You say you didn't want to run. You say you didn't want to run. You say you don't care. Well, then don't do it. Don't waste. Don't be getting, trying to get let people to vote for you when it can go to somebody who actually gives a damn about the city and wants to make something positive for the city. And and when we were talking, he says, um, he goes, you told me that he wants to make, well, you, I think you press him and you tell him, you know, let's make it, you know, where are the facts? And you tell me that he says several papers, it's all over social media and CBS4. 
Uh, we know we know Facebook doesn't isn't always right. And several papers. I you see my office. I have several papers everywhere. CPS four, St. Clair Communications. You know they ran that thing about we 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 run a fair and balanced newsroom. Yeah, that's not the greatest. I, and, and I don't. And I'm gonna be frank. I really don't care what outlet if the outlet is more left, more right. I really don't care. Right. At one point or another, whatever fits their agenda, they're gonna push what they want. Yeah, you're right. So, you're absolutely right. So it's it's some of these stuff is just it's just bogus. Like just because okay, well you know what? Let me call Paso Times and say, hey, um, Mr. Montelongo is seven years old. Does that mean that it's it's factual because I said he was seven years old and they printed it. Right. Oh, you you gotta you still gotta do your your homework and make sure that what it was said. Okay, yeah, that that was one outlet that said. But how many other outlets have you done your research? Have you actually looked to see if there's a birth certificate on it? Blah blah blah. It's like, do your homework. Keep just because I saw it on social media. Right. He even spelled. I looked at his social media that he's running for. He spelled community wrong. In, in this day and age, I would understand if we're back in the day, and you have to carry out a dictionary. And I'm I'm not I'm not no expert on on typing myself, making sure I spell everything right. But come on, we got technology at the fingertips now. You can spell check anything, and we have this autocorrect on our phones now. Spell everything wrong. I spell everything wrong. So, um, why does Lorenza Friday cut of the month? She came up yesterday. We were talking about her. Why did she come up? Do you remember? Because she, you guys, re, you guys removed her, right? Well, I didn't remove her. She was removed before she that. Be the city manager. Um. Well, we can't remember. That's fine. That was a long time ago. You talked to this guy. Let's, let's, but it's just funny it came up. So let's move from there. And so he also claims that the cop got fired from the stop in Rodates. Uh, Mr. Ms. Adriana Dorate's son. Yes. The cop that stopped him got fired. Is that the claim he, he says? Yes. He says that he got fired and he was adamant about it. And I was like, we have to fact check it. And I know you, you beat me to the punch when we had this conversation because I know that piece did take, uh, you checked it out a long time ago because I know we touched on it yeah. on a couple episodes before. But so a little bit of background again the officer has a lot of discretion on what he or she wants to do now and again a lot of this is from not just one friend when I was employed several friends that worked either the sheriff city police state troopers that I worked with and they all told me the same thing they have I mean and I did this I had my own discretion but when they were conducting you know DUIs or stuff like that they had the discretion to go about what they had. So from my understanding, he was not intoxicated enough to to be charged with uh, a DWI. Uh, now, now, let me ask you something. If they're not intoxicated enough to be taken in, could you get in trouble for taking him in no matter what? Or what, what, how does that work? So there's a, and that, that it all depends because, and and. I, I don't know. It's just very. It's a very gray area, and it goes back to discretion. Because at the at the end of the day, 
it's the officer that makes a judgment that is there that is his call or her call so from what i've gathered depending on how bad the severity if he thinks that he's gonna if he lets him go that he's a greater risk to the public and that's why he can take him in then that's probably what he'll do or she'll do take him in you know but if he if in this case the officer probably didn't feel the what you can't take him for any reason no you can't take oh no you're, you're validating their 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 amendments you're you're validating them so that's what i'm trying to get to is that he made his judgment he did what he did and he let him go well, this is where I want to uh, talk a little. Yes, he eventually let him go, but under the supervision, and this is where he, the officer used the correct discretion. He went about it the right way. He said, let me have your mom's or your parent uh, numbers that they can come and pick you up because he was, I don't know how old he was. Do you remember? No. Okay, even if, and this is, because he, he was trying to make an argument, oh, he's an adult and you know, she shouldn't have to go be bailing out her son and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I, I just let him speak He because I know that he does not know. Right. So even though he's 18 and yes, in the state of Texas, that's, adult. you're considered an adult, even in the national, you're considered an adult at the age of 18. However, you and I are parents. We know we're always going to be parents. We're always going to look after kids, no matter how old they are. Okay. So the officer used the discretion to say, hey, let me call your mom because obviously he looks young. So I get that. And the guy, the kid, young man doesn't want to give up the, the information because obviously he probably knows that he doesn't want to use his mom to his advantage to get away with something because it, you and I already had that conversation. No, I don't want to give it to you. No, I don't want to give it to you. No, I don't want to give it to you. Right? Right. Well, that's a clear indicator. It almost sounds like he'd rather get taken in because he doesn't want to put his mom in jeopardy. Yeah. Which I honestly think, in my opinion, was the right thing. And he was going to take it like a man. if Because at the end of the day, the officer could have taken him in because right. there, was, there was also enough evidence. But again, this officer, just like Mr. Rodriguez talked about, giving people second chances. That's what this officer did. He gave this young man a second chance. Call your mom and I'll let you go. That simple. It was that simple. And finally, the boy finally caved, caved in and said, okay, okay, because the officer pressed him. And he, okay, let me rephrase that. He didn't press him. He was just strongly encouraging him to call his mom. And finally, the, the young man caved in. Let me call my mom. Who's your mom? And he finally told the officer. And I kind of was like, okay, but he didn't want, you can tell he didn't want to put him, his mom in that predicament. Right. So at the end of the day, the officer used, in my opinion, and through my experience, that was that was a good judgment on the officer's call. He just didn't let him go continually driving down the road. He had somebody come pick up the uh, the vehicle and pick him up and take him back home, which was fine. You know, the, the, the kid didn't, or the young man didn't have, you know, keys of cocaine or bricks of marijuana in the back or heroin, you know, it was just, from what I understood, there was some cocaine, but was it just uh, residue? Uh, At that point, it's really worth the paperwork. And I'm gonna be honest, Right. Over residue, I'm pretty sure it's not, it, I'm going to be honest, it's not worth the paperwork. It really isn't. You're wasting taxpayers' dollars. Good, good, good. Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, did reach out to some people and Mr. Marine, I think Officer Marine, that made that, that stop did not get fired. So that's another fib on Mr. Montelongo's part. He did not get fired. He is now a sheriff's deputy 
which is good for him because that's one of the ultimate goals people want to be. They want to be sheriffs. They want to start at the city, go to be a sheriff. If I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe national, maybe FBI, maybe Texas, troopers, stuff like that. A lot of my friends are troopers, you know, and, and those are things that, that those are their dreams. Yep. <clears throat> not my dreams, their dreams. And it's okay that you're not a veteran, but it's okay that you're a sheriff. Back to that, guys. It's okay you're a teacher because Mr. Colombo, as you see, was making everybody feel ashamed that they weren't a veteran. Now, now to another claim of his that we talked about last night. He said people are putting addresses for their in-laws in Socorro, but people live in Sanelli. And he also claims to have proof, and his proof is I got people saying. And 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 please forgive me, but Trump says the same thing people are telling me. Now, Pablo, what is that? You, we had conversed about this yesterday. What is happening there? That, that was, look, I'm, I'm gonna say this again. During the conversation, he went on so many tangents. You you start talking about one thing and then all of a sudden something else comes out and you're like, what? That's not even what we're talking about. So when he refers to that, the only thing that kind of came to mind was was he referring to either somebody that's running from District 4 or is he referring to Mr. Gomez, who's also running? Really? And he's running, Mr. Gomez, if I'm not mistaken, is running for... At large. At large. Does Mr. So, Gomez live in Sanelli or in Los? Or how does that work? So I think what he, the way I interpreted the conversation was that he, he or the individual lives in Sanelli, but the in-laws reside here in Socorro. Hmm. But he's got proof because people are saying. Because people are saying and they have video, but where's the video? Where's where's the people? Well, I'm going to make it, then I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> Everybody says I look like a model, but, you know, because Pablo says that I look like a model and I like it, you know? Thanks, Pablo, for the comments. <laughs> hey, anytime. You're handsome, man. Let's move on to something, another another thing here. I don't know if it's true or not. And and we talked about it. And he says he convinced the veterans to help Ralph Duran and Elia Garcia win. But yes. he's very disappointed because they only do things for themselves. And I'm not gonna argue with that because they do. Now, does hey, he you have guys have something in common. <laughs> Does he have that much influence on the veterans? Look, when he refers to veterans, the only thing that I can draw to conclusion, because I've been to the veterans meetings, only a couple, and I want to be honest, I've talked to other veterans that are Vietnam, if, I mean, even in front of me. There's a World War II veteran that is in front of me. Oh. And so to that, I felt that I was shunned from that group. I, I didn't feel welcome. So to answer your question, um, there wasn't a lot of veterans there. And I don't know 
what veterans he's referring to or how many veterans he's referring to because the organization that I saw, I didn't see a lot of people the times that I went. And those are a lot more, if they were, if they are, all I saw was Vietnam. And I think he's the only, maybe a couple other guys were uh, Gulf War veterans, but I never saw one other than Montelongo. I never saw one Iraqi or Afghanistan veteran. I was the only one. And I even had one veteran and his wife try to make me feel so small until I had to correct them. And it was ridiculous. And they they said, oh, you don't know what it's like when you come home and you get spit on and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and they're like, it was ugly out there. You don't know what it's like walking through a jungle. You're right. I don't. But you don't know what it's like walking through the desert, walking through the mountains. You don't. You don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like having to be in an armored Humvee because you don't know this huge bomb's gonna blow blow you up. And that's the only thing that you have a chance of survival because this bomb is big enough to, to level, I don't know, depending on the size of bomb, but I'm, and I'm gonna go off a smaller bomb, an artillery, an artillery round, maybe to level off five houses, if, you know, side by side. So depending on how deep, so you can measure a five by five house, five houses by five houses. You know, that's, that's a good, that's a good piece, but they didn't understand that. And it's okay. It's okay that they, they left me out. So to answer your question, as far as how big the veteran community is, is that he's reaching out to, honestly, I think it's very small, a very minute, small people. I'm sorry for that experience. That is what it is. So, you know, and now we get to where we talk, he talks about me. And he talks to me and says he wanted what I got to drop out so he could run. Is that true? Or did I hear that right? Yeah, that. Okay, so I, I want to clear this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the viewers know. He actually confirmed and said this, that it's himself, Jesus, Chuy, Hernandez running, and Jaime Huareca. Ah. The, the three of them are running together because... He went. So this is this is where I'm jumping into what you're asking. Okay. So Jaime Huereca is a barber, and I know on the application it says hairstylist. Um, this is where I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. Did somebody else fill it for him? Because I mean, if I was a guy, I would have put down barber, not a hairstylist, if that was my actual title. Right. You know, so I would have put barber, but going back to the claim that he's making about you is that you sent Mr. Wereka an email pretty much telling him to not run for office that you wanted to run for office but the concern or the thing that doesn't make sense to me is and I'm gonna I'm gonna go off here but this is just me being the devil advocate right. you did decide to tell him that explain to me how that would even happen because Wereka's in district four and you live in district two so explain to me that i don't help me understand that concept and i'm and i'm trying to i'm again i'm being the devil's advocate but and i'm kind of being sarcastic with that there's no way dude there's no way that i can believe that story one bit because i know the district you live in and the district that Wereka's running for. So why would you even do it? It's a waste of your time. And that email, you sent an email out asking everybody, and so did I, asking everybody that is running for either at large mayor or district four, if they wanted to come out 
and speak to the constituents because we do have some listeners and give your piece. What is it that you want to do for the community? And obviously they interpret it and said, oh, that you told him not to run for office, that you wanted to run for that position. I secretly want to run for District 4. I, 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 I put up a tent somewhere near District 4 for my address and live in the tent because I live in District 2. So <laughs> that's that. And I have the emails because he said he's going to go to K Fox, right? You said he's going to go to K Fox? Oh, yeah. He said he was going to go to, that he should go to K Fox with this and that he has the email. So, I, and I forgot this piece of it. Wereka, since he's a barber, right? So Montelongo went to go get a haircut from Wereka, and Wereka claimed, or well, he's claiming that Wereka showed him the emails that you sent him and that no means no and oh, that's you right. have a chance. So, so yeah. I mean, I think the viewers would want to listen to to your email because that's or your emails because this is actually where we're gonna clarify it. So here are the emails. Good morning, Mr. Wereka. I am former city councilman Alejandro Garcia. We have a new podcast. We want to interview everyone running for office here in the city of Socorro. I hope you're available. Please let me know when you're available and we can work around your schedule. He responds, I am no longer available. I said, thank you for your time. I said, thank you. And I said, sorry to bother you again, but may I ask why you're not available? Is it that you're not running anymore or just declined the interview? Inter- declined that interview. Thank you again. I am no longer available. No, I am not. And no means no. So if KFOX wants my emails, I will give it to them. I will give it to them. And, and something else that, that, that he said about me stood out, and this is just me, my my ego. Uh, he says, I'm quemado. And, and did he say that? Or am I mistaken? Yeah, he's like, ese vato ya está quemado. So I'll tell you, I'll t- and then give me a second to clear this up. When I left city council, I told everybody, because th- we have an amazing, amazing uh, administration, everybody that works it works for the city of Socorro is amazing. Uh, they're great people, and they had this their Monday meetings. Uh, and I and I said, you know, I'm here to say goodbye, you guys. And and it was a one sober moment because I ran for mayor and I lost. And I told them, I promise you, I'll be back, but I'll be back better. And 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 I went to get. I've worked on two campaigns on the national level for Congress. I worked, uh, I'm sorry, one, but I helped another. I worked with uh, Judy Canales and I helped uh, Rick Trevino, okay? And I got my master's degree. So Mr. Montelongo, I'm not quemado, I'm pissed. That's what I am. You don't know me, okay? Let's get that clear. I know you because somebody interviewed you. So you're going to interview me. You let me know. I'm not quemado. Hey, and I tell, and I that's told him so that. And I told him, hey, well, if that's the case, why don't you come on the on the show and set the record straight with him? Why don't you hash it out? And there were several times. No, you ask him. No, well, you tell him. I'm like, 
well, this is a perfect opportunity, a perfect platform for you to hash out what you need to and set everything out and bring the facts. And I told him flat out, hey, if you want to call Alex out and tell him this and tell him that and you have the facts, hey, I'll call him out with you. But guess what? what? He obviously wow. never showed up. He never responded because he doesn't have the facts because he still has to go record him and ask for other people's statements. And remember, Mr. Montelongo, tampering with evidence, not a good thing. You know about that. Um, okay, and now we get to the food banks that we talked about. Okay? And, and... He, he talked to... So I asked him um, about the food banks. And again, you and I, we have our sources. And I mean, even then, we still don't just take it for what they say. Right. You know, we, we have our sources and we had actual evidence. We have actual evidence to prove that he was, and he, he admitted it to it. When I called him out on it, he admitted to it. That, yes, that they had done five food banks drive through through, um, through the Socorro mission. Right. Right. Now, the on one of them, they were handing out, and he even mentions Chuy or Jesus Hernandez. He mentions them, him, that they passed out over like six or seven hundred flyers in the drive-through, in the food bank drive-through. That's illegal. And exactly. What? No, you, you should know better. You're you're on you're on the election committee. You're a judge for the election committee. You should know better. Oh, but you know what? He caught himself, bro. You know why? Because he made the comment. Oh, oh well, you know what? Most of those people don't vote. They're not registered to vote, or they're from Juarez. So if you got a food basket uh, from the church at one time or another. You are not registered to vote, and you come from Juarez. That's what Mr. Montelongo thinks of you, <laughs> because that's what he did. You don't have a voice, because he gave you. He, that's illegal. You do not. You can't. Are we uh, in Juarez? Are we in Mexico? Buying votes? You're buying votes, because let me tell you, it's a quid pro quo. Because I'm giving you this food, but if you have a chance, vote for me too. Yep. No, 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 no. That's illegal. He's no better. He's a judge. And let me. And he's a county. And he's a election judge. And I'm, I mean, if that somebody from the diocese is hearing this, this happened in your area, and that shouldn't have happened. And 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 if people are doing illegal things, I hope the church finds out and fixes it because that's that's not the way it's supposed to be. And let oh, me and tell he, you. He, there's he people that go to that knows, church. Sorry, sorry. He states, I'll let you finish. He states that he knows a priest personally and he knows Bishop Sykes personally. Oh, man. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And so that, go ahead. that's illegal. There's yes. no other ways to say it. That's illegal. It shouldn't have happened. What, you know, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't. Don't quit pro quo, people. If I give you this, vote for me. That's what it is. Yep. That's what it is. It's a quit pro quo 
I'm giving you food, but here is my flyer. Because he said 700 flyers, right? Yeah. 700 or, flyers. That he, Oh, actually, he said 700 that he passed out, but that they had also passed out. So he said, so between him himself, he passed out 700 flyers. But with Chewy also there, that he also passed out more other flyers. Wow. He made that implication. So the, the candidate for mayor passed out flyers during food banks and our at-large candidate also passed out flyers in a food bank. And, remember, and at a church. Because you're not registered, it's okay. And because you're from Juarez, it's okay to give it to you. Or because you don't vote. Property. That's not, that's not going to fly. Oh, man. It just gets, and then it's on that be topic. It's a very long, very long uh, podcast. Yeah, because we had, it was about an hour, an hour conversation that we had. And, I, and that's why I say, or I said it earlier, you know, you might be surprised. Wait a minute. How, how do you remember all this? Because it was just so far-fetched. You got to take it back. You got to take it back. So now you told me he called kids certain things. Oh, oh, hold up. Remember that. Because I'm going to talk about that conversation about the, the food bank. So the food bank, he talks about... How he remember how he says that he knows congressmen and senators yes, yes, and yes. blah blah blah. Yes. Okay. Well, he says that he gets his funding for the food banks. Check this out. He gets his funding for the food banks through Congress. So he has direct ties to Congress to get funding. And he you know what he called. So you know what is it called every October? What the federal government does with you know fiscal. the exchange? What was it? Here, the fiscal. Correct. You know what he called it? What do you call it? Physical. A physical year. And he says in the army, and that's what they call it. Poor, I feel bad for the army because he's giving the army a bad tarnish. Because okay. they don't call it physical year. It's called fiscal year because even in the military as an as an agent and the federal government, that's what we called it. Fiscal year. And he has ties to the Congress to get funded. And now they can't do this food banking because they stopped funding because of the fiscal, not physical year. Because if it was physical year, then we'd be going into January. But yeah, I, I thought I, I'd throw in that other little piece that it's like, this, these are the claims that he's making. But well, he has no proof. Him, it's, like, it's a fiscal year, not a physical year. And he said, still, he said, no, that's the way we do it. Yeah. You try to help him. Yeah, I try to help him. And I even I even gave him the benefit of doubt, and I and I'm like, well, maybe I'm the dumb one, and I didn't understand him. Maybe I have hearing problems. So let's move on from that because yeah, I'm the only cabeza. The kids. The kids. He calls them lazy. A S S E S. So yes. So let, let let's let's talk about the kids. Yeah, because these are kids. So he talks about kids in general. And he talks about what you told me was that they're lazy. And he said A-S-S-E-S. -S -S. I hope they spell that way. Might be wrong. But <laughs> whatever, they're not your kids, bro. They're not yours. You don't know what kids are feeling right now. You don't know what kids are doing. And remember, we're in a pandemic. Mental health. You don't know what kids are doing. Kids are suffering from mental health. They're, they're, they're complicating a lot of things. They got schoolwork, they got this to do, they got that to do. I'm an educator. And, and there's some kids that don't work hard, but that happens. 
but they're, they're asked to do a lot of things. You don't know what happens at home. So you calling out kids for not, for not doing what you want them to do. Again, we go back to your agenda, Mr. Montelongo. It's your agenda. It's what you want everybody to do. That's not the way it works. The way it works is that if you reach out to somebody to do so, to help you out, that is fine. But if they don't show up, that is none of your business. And you calling them lazy, this is our future. You don't know what happens at home. You don't know what they have to do at home. Just because you're willing doesn't mean I'm willing. Correct. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on and this is where again what fits his agenda and how what's convenient for him right so there was i know that sanchez middle school and i know we talked about this sanchez middle school raised the money for the veterans and it was like 2600 dollars something like that and he he's like yes and and i'm gonna throw this out there because i know there was a picture that uh paul guerra or let me let me reverse a little bit let me back up so there was that incident, right, where they gave him a check because the kids fundraised, and I remember my kids were part of it, collecting a bunch of coins and stuff like that. So, and he said, he called Miss Apodaca, and at first I didn't understand, but then he's like, oh, uh, Miss Apodaca, Paul Guerra's wife. Wait a minute. And this is gonna be good for later on when we talk about this subject. So listeners, try to remember that, please. And Alex, maybe you can remember that. So he called Miss Apodaca, Paul Guerra's wife, right? Why are you calling the spouse of somebody? And I don't know, maybe somebody can educate me. If they are legally married, unless they decided not to, you know, because even my kids know that in school, I know her last name is Guerra. So I don't know why he's referring her to Apodaca unless there's something more personal there. I don't know. But Paul Guerra is is um, obviously somehow connected with this because they also cut, SISD cut a checkout for $5,000 to the veteran organization. I know there's a picture there that I saw. I have to go back and look for it, but I remember that. So they cut that and they, the, the school invited the veterans that same year to come back and go for Veterans Day. And they couldn't because they decided to go to Socorro High School. They decided to go to Pebble Hills High School. And they so they even went out of the community and left the kids that made a donation for them. And he said, oh, they were so good and they did this and they're hardworking. But then later on, it goes back to what you said. He called them lazy butts. I'm not gonna say the word. He called them lazy ass, es. If I spelled it right, but you know, it's this is again wishy-washy. It's his agenda when he wants, how he wants to, how he wants to paint it, when he wants to paint it, and it's for him. No, it doesn't. And you can't be calling kids that. You can't. Come on. You were in the army. You claim that you're in the army. Well, motivate people. Don't sit there and belittle them because that is not good leadership and we don't need that leadership lack of leadership here all right we're gonna start senior pablo uh, we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna stop it there this is part one we have the best part is coming up 
So we're going to uh, close this out right now because it's a very long podcast. And then we're going to come back and finish part two. So part one is over. Thank you very much.